This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Good morning and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, please give us a call at 541-773-9567 or you can always reach out to us at jonesfinancialtalk.com. And while on the website, lots of great information on our radio page. And you can subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And as always, please don't hesitate to reach out to our office with any questions that you might have uh, to help you with your insurance and financial planning. Now, when it comes to crafting a financial strategy that sets you on a course to reach the retirement you've worked so hard for, it can be very easy to be hyper-focused on the big things income streams, your legacy plan, where you want to live, and after you're done working, these are all big and important planning elements. However, like with so many other parts of our lives, it's often the little things that make the biggest difference, like reviewing your 401k allocation or changing your beneficiaries as needed. And even reviewing all of those subscriptions are very, very important, but small things that can add up to make a very big deal. So on our show today, we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about those smaller but no less important planning steps that you definitely need to review. Let me bring in my co-host now, Mr. Tony Shore, to help us with this topic. Yeah, thanks, Nick, and thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate that, and I'm looking forward to this one. Sounds like a great topic. Uh, it's funny what uh, you know things stick with us over the years. Uh, it reminds me of a Leonardo da Vinci quote I came across a long time ago. He said, details make perfection and perfection is not a detail. So <laughs> I love it. I love yeah, it. I don't know. He was a little crazy, I think, but uh, that was a good one. And Nick, I, I've been great. How have you been? You're a busy guy, aren't you? I am, you know, but uh, it's nice that we're kind of headed into the fall. Kids are back in school now. And, uh, you know, so we can focus more on, on the, the, the normal job tasks at hand. Yeah. And I know this is a busy time for you. A lot of calls from listeners. You're meeting with a lot of people, a lot of clients. People want to, after the summer, as it winds down, they want to refocus on the finances and uh, see if they can get a handle on everything that's going on with the market volatility. So this is important. And I know there are very critical planning steps out there. Uh, What do you have for us first? Sure thing, Tony. So my first recommendation is to review the FDIC coverage of all of your accounts, okay? And remember that over time, cash can really add up, particularly when you're still working and saving. And so you should definitely be certain that the cash that you have put away in your bank account isn't more than those FDIC coverage limits, which are currently $250,000 for an individual account and $500,000 for a joint account. Now, Tony, many listeners can probably picture where their bank has placed that member of FDIC sticker on the front door. (laughs) Yeah. You know, right? And so Mm -hmm. many banks are members of this very important program, which 
is essentially insurance on the money that you deposit in case that bank fails. But few people probably know uh, or don't know, I'm sorry, when it comes to these limits, what those are. And so if you have a sizable pile of cash, even if only temporarily from something like selling a home, you know, it may be a very wise play to spread that money across multiple banks so that you stay under those limits. Yeah, and a lot of banks, it's like two hundred fifty thousand, and and really, you shouldn't have that much in a bank anyway, probably because uh, you want to make sure your finances are diversified, and there are other ways to uh, get more interest. You want to make sure you're participating in growth, right? That sounds like a lot of uh, growth opportunity lost if you have that much in a bank, and if you're worried about insurance, you know there are other options that also have the those types of uh, insurance behind them. I think I think on like MIGAs are popular right now, and that's an alternative to uh, a bank, right? It sure is. You are correct. You know, there are hardly paying any interest in the banks today. And so yeah. if you have that much cash, you should definitely be talking to somebody about opportunities and options that you have that are still guaranteed, like we're talking about, Tony. Yeah, and, but you want that emergency fund or six months of of incomes is stored away in a bank for sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's good for that. But beyond that, you definitely want your money uh, probably more diversified and uh, they need to work with somebody like yourself. And uh, I know there are limits on how much money your the FDIC insurance, the government insurance will cover. Uh, and there's private insurance that insures insurance companies and products like uh, MIGAs and other vehicles for retirees. So that's a good one. What's another uh, critical planning step that we should not overlook? So the next one here, Tony, is to thoroughly review your beneficiaries. Uh, and that's to ensure that they still reflect the wishes that you have, right? Because oh, yeah. um, this is a huge topic. I bring this topic up with most of my clients on a very regular basis. I can't tell you how many times a client has completely forgotten, you know, that they put an ex-spouse or somebody that um, no longer is living or somebody that they don't want as their beneficiary on a life insurance policy or some of their other financial accounts. And as you can probably imagine, you know, the idea of somebody like that receiving a windfall is not something that they want. And so it is a very big deal. If you named, you know, your spouse as the beneficiary 20 years ago and now you got divorced, that status change doesn't matter your ex-spouse is still going to get the money if something happens to you. And so this is just a huge part of reviewing your financial strategy with a financial services professional. And it's very um, you know, important to include a, a careful review of your named beneficiaries. Now, you should also review your beneficiaries every time you have a major life change, Tony, like a death in the family or divorce or birth of a child or a grandchild, all right? Right. Well, yeah, you definitely want to keep those beneficiaries updated and you want to make sure uh, that you work with somebody. Our listeners need to be working with somebody like yourself. And I know uh, you can help them review their overall financial strategy, including those named beneficiaries. That's an important financial step. So make sure you conduct those reviews under the guidance of a financial services professional. And I know, uh, Nick, you're well positioned to offer them uh, insight and valuable second opinions. Oh, for sure I am, you know. And uh, Tony, another really, really big thing that comes up on occasion is reviewing your 401k allocation. And that often gets overlooked because 401ks are easy just to kind of set it and forget it. You're continuing to contribute in the account. But how many people remember what they selected to invest in those 401k accounts 
five years ago or 10 years ago or the last time that they actually um, said they wanted to change something in the account, right? And so, especially if you've recently started working for a new employer or employed in a new plan, you know, you got you have to keep a close eye on um, what you want your asset allocation to be. Uh, it's just so critical, especially as you get close to retirement age. Right. I mean, I've had so many clients, Tony, in the last couple of years come in to our office that are right in that 55 to 65 range. And and um, when I start reviewing their accounts, you know, it's like they were set up to take 100 percent risk in the market when they were 30. <laughs> and, you know, if they make a mistake that big and something like this year happens and the market's down 20%. Right. Now it really, really affects them. So definitely have to th- think about that with your advisor. Well, obviously it's huge. And you know what, uh, Nick, I remember the first time I ro- enrolled in a 401k, you know, just out of college, my first uh, full time job getting where I had the opportunity to enroll in one. And I just thought that's all I needed to enroll, just set it and forget it. But I've learned at a minimum, I need to regularly check the important parts of my 401k and take advantage of the match. I mean, I wish I had known then what I know now, right? (laughs) Uh, Knowledge is key, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Tony, you know that that is totally true. And, um, you know, another recommendation that I would make is to, um, you know, take the necessary provisions for minors that are in your life. And if you have minor children like I do or children with special needs, you you may want to look into guardianships or trusts, uh, particularly if you're widowed or divorced, because, you know, sometimes a minor inheriting assets outright can cause some potential problems, such as, you know, a legal guardian actually having control over those funds. And so what I mean by this, Tony, is if your only heirs are currently minors, you definitely want to discuss, you know, the various options with your financial services professional and also uh, an attorney to make sure that everything is set for state law. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really good point, obviously. And uh, working with somebody like yourself, once again, it strikes me as a, a winning combination with an attorney uh, because you want to make sure you get that taken care of. You don't want to leave your loved ones or your minors in this case in a bad situation, right? Exactly, exactly. There's just so many things that you need to review and make sure you set up correctly. And um, nobody thinks that, you know, they're going to die too early, but you just never know. I mean, we got the plan. Yeah, Plan for the unexpected, Tony. Exactly. Well, thanks, Nick. And uh, why don't you let our listeners know before we take a quick break here, how they can get a hold of you? Of course. So in two ways, listeners, you can simply go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com or as always, just call our office here in Medford at 541-773-9567. All right, sounds good. And listeners, we're going to be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk and our host, Nick Jones, right after this. A 401k can be an important asset for many Americans' retirements. Its tax advantages and portability may enable workers to build sizable and important nest eggs. But its flexibility can also be costly if you aren't aware of potential mistakes. Feel free to request your guide to avoid 401k rollover mistakes today at our website, jonesfinancialtalk.com. Once again, that's jonesfinancialtalk.com. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions is a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, or have any questions about how we might be able to help you with your finances, please give us a call at 541-773-9567 
or go to jonesfinancialtalk.com. Now, listeners, on our on our program today, we've been highlighting some of the commonly overlooked but relatively fixable financial strategy steps. And so let's continue that discussion with my uh, co-host, Mr. Shore, today. All right. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. In our first segment, you were talking about, you know, checking that FDIC coverage in your account, making sure that your current beneficiaries still match your wishes on all your accounts, especially insurance, IRAs, 401ks. And speaking of that, we also talked about 401k allocations and making appropriate provisions for minors as well. So what do you have for us next? Well, next, Tony, I really want to urge our listeners uh, to make sure that they're maximizing how much they're earning on their cash. We talked a little bit about this earlier, yeah. but you know, as interest rates creep upward, um, make sure that you have a complete, clear picture of what your bank is currently paying on that cash. And you know, if if it isn't where you think it should be, then don't hesitate to move that cash to another institution. I mean, Tony, I get it. The idea of closing an account at one bank and then moving all the cash to another sounds exhausting. But the truth is this. If you can get 1% more at a bank and you have $100,000 sitting there, that's $1,000 in interest a year. So isn't that worth it? Right. Yeah. Um, and then also what I would tell you is the next time that you visit with your advisor, Ask them to review other options with you to see if it makes sense to put that money somewhere that would be more advantageous. And so, Tony, you mentioned earlier in the show, MIGAs. And so MIGAs are multi-year guaranteed annuities, okay, that have uh, a CD-like alternative investment flair to them. And so the rates today are very good, way better than what you would uh, get in a bank. And so yeah. I would encourage our listeners to, uh, to think about that as an option. And, you know... Um, on a related note, Tony, I'd also suggest evaluating your options if you currently have an adjustable rate loan. Yeah, because, for sure. you know, this is the yeah. opposite to think about. Right. But again, right. interest rates have obviously nudged up substantially. And and we know that there's going to be more uh, rate hikes this year. And so if you have the available cash, it might be smart to pay off those loans now before possible rate hikes. Or if you have a variable rate, consider making that a fixed rate, right? Yeah. Well, for sure. And that's really important advice right there. Uh, we all need to take note of that because you, boy, I feel for anybody who has a variable rate right. because that variable rate is just going up and up and up. A fixed rate is a, a much better solution, especially if in, you know interest rates rise like this. And so you really need to work with a financial services professional to see where you're at with those things and see how you can uh, really manage manage that, uh, manage your debt, your interest uh, on both sides, get as much interest on the money you have and pay as little interest on the money you owe. That's the goal. Exactly. And there are there are strategies uh, that can be utilized to help people do that depending on their situation. And again, I would encourage our listeners to call you and set up that complimentary consultation to figure that out. And so what's something else that we need to be aware of that's critical when it comes to financial planning? Well, this one's a big one here, Tony. Okay, so IRA distributions and inherited IRAs are another, you know, financial strategy piece that's often overlooked. And as we've explained previously, you know, missing an annual required IRA distribution can leave you 
right, with an unpleasant 50% tax penalty. And so if you're changing custodians or financial services professionals, be sure to thoroughly document if you've taken any distributions so far for the year. And typically those numbers are right on your statement, but it's possible that a new custodian or advisor may not be aware of them. And so be aware that any, you know, inherited IRAs that were received after 2019 must also be distributed within a 10-year period uh, unless you fall under a very special exemption to that rule like uh, inheriting money as a surviving spouse okay well yeah there you go and obviously one of the most uh, consistent themes we're talking about is uh, touting the value of working closely with somebody like yourself and you want to make sure uh, that you have your IRA set up correctly and you're properly handling distributions. That's one of the best reasons to do it right there. I mean, if you're talking about a 50% penalty, Nick, that's huge. Uh, it makes my blood run cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Tony, you know, tax changes happen almost annually. And yeah. this can affect lots of different distributions that our clients need to be aware of. And, you know, um, the, the the I make it a point to obviously review distribution strategies with my clients on a very regular basis, mm -hmm. especially in the fourth quarter reviews, um, because, you know, the next easily overlooked financial strategy element is not adequately keeping track of your HSA reimbursements and receipts. This is another good topic, right? Yeah, HSA is a big way to uh, help with uh, finances, especially as you head toward retirement, right? That's right. You get nice tax deductions for putting money away to help with your health um, you know, costs in the future, and you don't pay taxes on any of that growth as long as you use it for um, health expenses. And you, know, you don't want to forget that with that health savings account, there aren't any limitations on when your care uh, expenses were incurred and then when you reimburse yourself. So that means that you can pay cash for medical expenses today, for instance, and then receive reimbursement for those expenses years down the road if you'd prefer to allow your HSA to continue growing. Okay. And so that can be a huge benefit um, if we have good growth in the HSAs. <clears throat> um, you're not required to pay yourself back immediately when you have those specific expenses, but it is very critical to keep all of all of those relevant receipts, obviously. And, you know, you may want to use a spreadsheet uh, or some other yeah. kind of app or online system like QuickBooks, right, which allows you to take, um, you know, pictures of those uh, receipts and track them and keep them in mm -hmm. nice organized folders. And so that's a very, very important um, option, Tony. But you know, lastly, uh, make sure that you closely review the list of eligible items that uh, many people assume some expenses that are not covered, but in reality actually are through HSAs. So these are things like long-term care premiums or sanitizing wipes or even sunblock, Tony. Wow, sunblock. I would have never guessed in a million years that sunblock was HSA eligible. Always wear sunscreen. Right. That's, that's what we exactly say. Right. Always exactly wear right. sunscreen. That's that's <laughs> my advice. Uh, and it's HSA eligible. So you can pay for it out of your HSA account and save on the taxes. That's great information, Nick. I love it. Uh, what's next? Sure, sure. So next, Tony, you should regularly review your credit cards, your debit cards and all the subscriptions um, to make sure that there's no fraudulent activity. 
And, you know, you may even be able to set up an alert on your smartphone that will give you a heads up if something suspicious is happening with any of your accounts or cards. And, you know, these alerts can be easily set up through Apple Pay or Google Pay or other various uh, phone apps, for instance. Well, that's true. I use alerts uh, on my medical and uh, financial apps uh, all the time, and I think it's great, especially with financial accounts. It helps you review your accounts and stay on top of them, and it's a little financial backup, but I mainly rely on you, the financial services professional, and I think that's really important because sometimes, you know, people don't like to deal with the technology of apps. Of course, of course. Uh, I can totally understand that, Tony. And, you know, another thing that definitely is, uh, you know, something that we need to continuously review is purchasing a life insurance policy, right? Uh, That's definitely overlooked sometimes. And if you have uh, loved ones who would be hit hard financially in the event of your death, a life insurance policy may be a way to help alleviate some of that stress. I mean, after all, the last thing that you want to do uh, for your loved ones is leave them in an agonizing position to, you know, from a financial standpoint to help pay a mortgage or other essential family expenses. And also, Tony, one thing that I talk to clients about and I don't want them to forget is, you know, if if they're a stay-at-home parent, a life insurance policy may still be a very good option for them because, you know, if if your spouse or partner's income alone wouldn't allow them to address household expenses and pay someone to help handle that essential role, um, that could be very detrimental as well when your kids are younger, right? Yeah. Well, that could be very detrimental. And yeah, especially when your kids are younger. Uh, That's a really good point. Now, you've covered a lot already. What do you have for us now? So, Tony, as we mentioned, the importance of keeping your beneficiaries updated, you know, earlier in our show today. Now, I'd like to get into a little bit more details about that subject, because mistake number one is simply just not even naming a beneficiary at all. Okay, And in many cases, it may be simple to put a person on there that you didn't even realize was there. Right. And so you just don't want to procrastinate about this specific situation. You definitely want to take the time to make sure that you don't make this huge mistake. Yeah. Yeah. And if you aren't already doing so, I know I keep coming back to this, especially when it comes to things like uh, IRAs and beneficiary designations and all your different accounts. Make sure you're working with somebody like Nick, a financial services professional. Uh, of, of course. And, you know, note that, you know, if you don't name a beneficiary for your life insurance or retirement accounts, then the financial company has its own set of rules uh, as to where your assets will end up after your death. OK. Yeah. And so, Tony, for instance, with life insurance, the proceeds will often be paid out to your probate estate probate, right? That scares a lot of people when I say that term, because that means that your family will need to hire a lawyer, go to court and probate your estate uh, if they hope to secure any of those funds. And another very, very important point, Tony, that I want to make today is as for retirement benefits, if you're retired, your spouse will typically receive uh, the funds, right? Uh, but if, if you're single, Uh, the retirement account could very well be paid to the probate estate as well. And that has some extremely nasty tax implications. And so let me go into details about that a little bit more today. Like I said, tax law changes all the time. And, And just a few years ago, this changed for individual retirement accounts. Your spouse always has the best tax uh, situation because they can inherit that IRA from you and use it over their lifetime. 
Now, yeah. your kids or another real person have the second best opportunity today, and that means that they have a 10-year period to spend down your IRA accounts, okay? A trust or your estate that doesn't have a life in today's world has to spend all that money down in five years. So think about the tax implications. If you have a million dollars in your retirement account, spending it over 10 years versus five years is twice the income. Somebody's going to pay a lot more in taxes if they're taking that much money out. Yeah. And I don't like that. More taxes or nasty income tax ramifications. Nobody wants to hear about that, right? Uh, definitely not. You know, and failing to adequately consider some special circumstances is another, you know, potentially significant uh, beneficiary designation mistake. Okay. And the bottom line here, Tony, is that not all of your loved ones will directly receive an asset. This includes minors, people with special needs, or people with an inability to manage assets, or people with creditor issues. And so, because kids aren't considered legally competent, they can't receive assets. So that means that a court-appointed um, you know, conservator um, must claim and manage the money until that minor turns the age of 18. And <clears throat> those with special needs who directly receive assets may be in danger of losing essentially government essential government benefits if the value of those assets will make them ineligible for the benefits. And finally, uh, those with financial issues or creditor problems may lose assets through poor management or excessive debt. So <clears throat> the point here, Tony, is the best option may be to create a trust as your named beneficiary. Uh, the trustee then claims and manages your assets on behalf of your intended recipients for an amount of time that adequately reflects their personal situations to help each of them work through those important steps. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's huge. And obviously, uh, setting up a trust is going to be, you know, it's a fair amount of work. You have to do your due diligence. Uh, but once you've completed all the necessary steps, I think you'll feel a lot better about your overall financial strategy. And that's something that you help your clients with as well. I'm sure you're, you're quite uh, used to at uh, Jones and Associates there setting up trusts for people, correct? Definitely. We, we refer and, and work with many, many local lawyers close uh, to, to make sure that we get all of those specifics right for our clients. Uh, we also work with successor trustees with our custodians. Um, that is very, very important in the event that you don't have anybody to help you, you know, monitor those trusts if something were to happen to you. Yeah, I think it's huge. Well, we're out of time for today's show, but you've covered a lot today, Nick. I think it's been a good one. Very important, critical planning steps. Give our listeners that phone number and web address one more time before we go. Sure thing, Tony. We love to talk about education like we do on our show. And, you know, knowledge pays the best interest. Okay. That's, that's the key. And anybody that has any questions can definitely reach out to us. Okay. In two ways, jonesfinancialtalk.com or 541-773-9567. All right. And that does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones, Herstel Jones, and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.